0: Welcome to another episode of Market Overdrive. I am your host, residential real estate broker with Cobo Banker. My name is Carla Mina, and I hang out with you every Thursday to elevate your real estate IQ. And with me this Thursday afternoon is Mr. Mo. How are you, Mo? I'm good. I'm sitting in
1: Nick's seat, so this is exciting. So you're the new Nick? I'm the new Nick.
0: What were you going to (laughs) say?
1: I know. I'm not going to tease him. (laughs) I was going to say something, but he's... He's got a tough you day. Said you said you were I'm the really...
0: younger, cuter version of Nick. Come on, we can hands, give him a little.
1: The more handsome, younger version of Nick. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have something to say about that next week.
0: He's pretty busy. I do want to do a shout-out to Lloyd and his family and Nick and your family. My heart goes out to you. There was a loss in the family. Young um, kid, um, Nick's um, godson, passed yeah. away. So sorry for your loss. And may God you know, carry you through this pain. And we hope that everything gets um Better soon, right?
1: Yeah, my thoughts are with you too, Nick, and with the family, so we We miss love you.
0: you. I know I give you a lot of shit, but, oh, I just cursed. That's not cursing, right? Some, it's Some not ish. really a swear. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get on with our show. Again and again, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Market Overdrive is seriously just a platform for us to talk about shop, discuss real estate trends and what we're doing in the trenches because obviously Mo and I are transacting every day. I'm just wrapping up an offer right now and sending in revised uh, contracts so we can get it in, collect earnest money um, and, you know, get our clients in their new home before the holidays. Uh, but today it's a really exciting day for me because I work with these guys forever. Actually, full disclosure, I've been working with this guy longer yeah. than I have been working with Mo, And I absolutely uh, freaking adore him. I mean, I don't know how lucky you could be to have someone on your team with this much. Seriously, I don't think he does anything but work.
1: He, I, I adore him too, I adore <laughs> you, Timmy. He, is, he really is the best. And uh, we're
0: gonna Tim stop works. calling him he and introduce our guest, Mr. Tim Acebos.
2: Thank you, thank you, I'm excited to be here. Looking forward to this opportunity. All
0: right. I gotta turn up Mike Five because he's he's doing the whole graco rico suave. Hi. Yeah,
2: he's leaning into (laughs) it.
0: He's leaning into it, it, right? (laughs) I'm new, I'm new. No, we (laughs) loved you. And seriously, right? So Tim is an attorney with Dak Allah. And it's very difficult for us to find an attorney that works as not as hard as realtors, but as available with real realtor hours. I think I've texted you at midnight and said and said, you don't have to respond right now because I realize it's after hours. But can you please let us know, you know, blah, blah, blah about this contract? Or we're talking about like, can we have a conversation? Can we have a conference call with you tomorrow so we can go over attorney review uh, you know, uh, items? And within three seconds. And your wife or wife is gonna be listening to be like, Yes, that's why I can't stand him. Cause he responds within three minutes. What attorney does that?
1: Wait, at midnight? He doesn't respond to me at midnight. <laughs> he just the crap out
2: of my phone. I will text show you my
0: phone. Midnight. What did I no, do? Was I it Sunday? Said. I think I texted him I'm like I love you, Tim.
2: It was the uh, I think it was Monday night.
0: Well, but last night, because we were just. Oh, yes, it was yesterday. Yeah, because well. Susie and I just put a deal yep. together. Shout out to Matt Laracy. Love you. Thank you so much with uh, for working with me on this deal. But we just got it down to contract. Yay. Um, and I texted him last night. I was like, hey, I have a question about attorney review.
1: Yeah, it's uh, one of the things we, I think Tim and I both, when we set out to do this, said we wanted to do was change the way. Real estate attorneys were interacting with realtors because real estate agents are typically doing showings in the afternoons, in the evenings, and on weekends when people are free to go look at homes. So real estate deals are getting put together usually not between nine and five. So we wanted to make sure we're available when a realtor has a question or a client has a question from five o'clock till midnight-ish and then on weekends as well. So we always give our cell phone numbers to both the realtors and the clients and say, hey, we encourage you to call us when you have an issue from 5 to midnight. I'm up till 2-ish but I'm trying to change that. I'm trying to sleep early. I saw your earlier. post. You're trying to no, go to sleep
0: early so that you can, uh, I'm sorry, I go to sleep early so you can wake up early. But as you know if you're in the market and you're buying or selling real estate do you understand that legal, You know, attorney hours are 9 to 5 and I don't think, I mean, I do. I'm very lucky and fortunate, right, that I get to get your cell phone number and I can text you and have that accessibility. But I have have worked with other attorneys that, you know, I have to call their office and I have to speak with their paralegal. And with Tim, it's always Tim all the time. And I do appreciate that because it makes it for a more of a transparent transaction between myself and the client. And then, you know, whenever I have questions, I don't want to speak for an attorney. I don't want to give anybody legal representations or interpretations of a contract because I'm not a licensed attorney. So it's cool to have you chime in and make yourself available as readily as you are. And I think kudos to your team. Um, I think that because you're a practicing realtor, you understand what realtors are looking for. And that's why you're able to, you know, get us from like negotiations, inspections to closing.
2: Sure. And we and that's one of the things that we try to pride ourselves on, as well mentioned, is we understand that buying a house is the biggest transaction that someone's ever going to do in their life. Some people will only buy one home. You're not going shopping for a pair of jeans or for a shirt. And that's why we understand that it's a complex process. We understand the process. We go through it every day. But a home buyer, this might be the first time, second time they're going through it. And so, you know, we're happy to hold their hand and walk them through the entire transaction because it's it's only a month out of our time, but they're going to take out a 30-year loan. They're going to live there forever, hopefully raise their family, their grandkids there. So we understand the importance of it. And it's not just another contract. It really is somebody trying to meet a goal, so to speak, of buying a house and living the American dream. So we're happy to be a small part of that.
0: I love that. And, and it speaks volume about who we are and why we transact. I recently talked to a client and I said, "You know what? I work a lot. Less, I mean, I am such a workaholic and that's kind of my fault, but I do love what I do." And I think that, you know, what resonates with me while I'm transacting and helping, you know, in the case of a buy or a purchase, is that, you know, I want for my clients what I want for myself. So, you know, when I buy with with clients and I represent them, I'm excited to have them reach their goals because some of those roles are some of those goals are My goals as well, and that's my goals for my family. So I know what it's like. So I could see myself in them, and so when they attain attain those goals, is like me, you know, kind of living through vicariously through them. So you know, it's cool that we we share that because a lot of I'm not saying a lot of agents don't, or a lot of lenders, or I'm sorry, um, attorneys don't, but it's cool to work with other people that have the same mantra.
1: I'll say it. I'll go ahead and say it. I'll call some realtors out. I when when Tim was out of town for two, you're a managing broker
0: too. I (laughs) am. So
1: I'll. I you know I, I when you, Tim was gone for 2 weeks Carla was texting me at night and I could tell <laughs> how involved her. yeah at midnight <laughs> I could tell how involved <laughs> you were in trying to get the client to the finish line not every realtor we work with is like that so kudos to you too not a lot of realtors hold somebody's hand every step of the process and are always available to answer their client's question we're in transactions all the time where somebody gets the contract signed and the realtor thinks like, my job is done. See you guys later. Hands the file off to Tim and I and is like, good luck with
2: everything. When's closing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and they come to closing to collect a check. So you, kudos to you too. You, the whole way, are holding somebody's hand. That's I'm why it's great working with you because- of
0: type A. <laughs> I have yeah, to oversee everything.
1: We're all kind of the same. We all want to make sure they get to the finish line as smoothly as possible, but also with as little uh, hesitation, because I always feel like once the contract is signed and somebody has to hand over earnest money, that's the first time they're giving money in the transaction. Then they have to give money for an appraisal. They have to give money for a home inspector. All these things make it feel really real. And if the agent or the attorney are like, good luck, we'll see you at the closing, that's not a warm and fuzzy feeling and really gets people um, anxious. So, once that contract's signed, I feel like the anxiety level steps up a lot for a home buyer.
2: And that's when the teamwork really starts to kick in because you need, you need your realtor, then you have your attorney, now you'll have your lender being involved as well, possibly a home inspector as well. So it really is a collective effort to have the transaction close and the joy that you see on the buyer's face at the closing table once you tell them that you have the magic words, the funding authorization, the smile on their face just makes it worth it.
0: Exactly. I think that, you know, let's go back to why we're here today. Obviously, you're listening to Market Overdrive, and we're here every Thursday starting at 2 o'clock to elevate your real estate IQ, and today we thought it would be very important to have two attorneys in the studio, um, and we want to call this segment Ask Mo, right? Because Mo is our attorney, and he's here on a regular basis That's a mod squad, but I think, Tim, it's imperative that you're here because you are in the trenches, you're transacting, and I know you wear a lot of hats, Mo, but, you know, I want to encourage you guys to ask questions. If you're in the in the process of buying or selling real estate, send us an email at info at marketoverdrive.com or comment on Facebook. We're live on Facebook as well as YouTube Live, and uh, we are giving out our number to the studio, which is three one two. Five two one eight five eight nine. So if you've had the pleasure of transacting with Tim in the past or Mo, give us a call, you know, share your, you know, share your enthusiasm about working with these guys because I think they're an amazing company, but more importantly, help us elevate our consumers, you know, real estate IQ with respects to buying or selling, you know, where does it start? So I love the fact that you're saying that, you know, it's part of the transaction mm-hmm. and then we bring you in at what point um, does an attorney, you know, start, or at what point does an attorney come into the transaction, Tim?
2: typically on a normal sales on a normal purchase and sale transaction they'll come in as soon as the contract is accepted because that's when your 5 business day window begins to run for both your attorney review and your inspection period so typically once the offer is accepted and the earnest money has been tendered that's when the attorneys will start to play their role. There are some times where we're involved prior to the offer being accepted. Sometimes that's with a short sale or with an REO foreclosure where it's not the normal sales transaction and it has some different terms and conditions. So we're happy to review the contract even before the buyer presents an offer to make them feel a little bit more comfortable with what exactly they're doing.
0: True. And I mean, we just had a situation with Carlo, right? I was drafting a bid. He's a first time buyer and it's a 13 page multi-bore contract. Mm -hmm. And he was hesitant to sign it because he understood the stipulations that we'd agreed on, uh, purchase price, earnest, tax probations. um, But he was concerned about all the other language in the contract and he didn't feel comfortable signing it. So of course, I brought you in and said, okay, can we have a conference call so you can interpret the contract?
1: Contracts are scary to people. So they see a 13 page contract and you might tell them you have five business days where an attorney can adjust these things, change them, make them more favorable to you. But in that moment, people are typically like, oh my God, I'm signing a 13 page contract. So we are okay with people calling us beforehand so we can give them comfort. I tell people, at least in the Chicagoland area, the 6.1 contract is so favorable to buyers. You have four really big contingencies. Attorney review, it's the first five business days. Your attorney's gonna modify the contract. They're gonna make it even more favorable to you. I also call it kind of the cold foot clause. If in the first five business That's days. Cool. The cold foot clause. <laughs> so if in the that? first five business days, somebody decides they don't want to buy a house, oh, there's like a lot of fees. outs. Yeah, but if yeah, they get okay. cold feet. Okay. So I call it in the first five business days a cold foot clause. The second is your inspection contingency, which runs at the same time as your attorney review. It's five business days. You get to go do an inspection. If you find something wrong with the house, you get to negotiate Credits back, fixes. I always tell people, if it's something that you think they can do on the cheap for you, maybe ask for a credit and do it yourself. If it's something that's easy to fix and they're willing to fix it, have them fix it. But if you can't meet eye to eye, you get to cancel, get all your earnest money back. You have an appraisal contingency, which Carla is very, very good at getting appraisal prices adjusted. We talked about it last week. Yes, she but is. if it appraises low, you get to renegotiate the deal. And a mortgage contingency, which is the biggest one if for one for whatever reason you can't get a mortgage you get to get your earnest money back and cancel the contract so long as you've preserved those rights by extending the deadlines when they need to be extended some attorneys i always tell people hire a real estate attorney whoever it is don't go hire uncle jimmy the divorce attorney who does no real estate to do your real estate transaction because if they miss a deadline you don't have those rights to terminate and get your earnest money back again and also like tim said Give us the contract right away if you can. Don't send it to us on day five of the five-day window, please. Because if we're at closings or we're running around doing things, if we're at court and we get it at day five, it's a mad rush to try to get a letter out. Always as a realtor or a homebuyer, if... You get something under contract, send it right away to your attorney.
0: Makes sense. And, of course, just so you understand the timeline, you kind of covered everything. But let's go back into that. You know, first, once you get an executed contract and you go under contract and you turn in the er initial earnest money deposit, um, the inspection. A lot of people fear that assets clause that sometimes we're negotiating where we say – fine, we'll do a home inspection, but we're buying an as is. What are these stipulations with that clause, so, uh, Tim?
2: So with an as is clause, you, can still, you still have the right to conduct a professional inspection. And if you wish to terminate the contract based off the condition of the property after the inspection, you can go ahead and do so, so long as you do it within the appropriate timeframes, of course, and you can get your full earnest money refunded back to you. Now, We have buyers who sometimes will say it's as-is, but there's big issues with the property. I tell them, listen, take a chance, ask for something. More likely than not, and not always, of course, they're going to say, no, the property is as-is, take it or leave it. So you still have the right to conduct your inspection and terminate the contract and receive full earnest money refund if the condition of the property is not satisfactory to you. So as-is just means you cannot request any repairs or replacements, but you still can. And as Yeah, is. it's
0: been some times where you go back in there and say, you know what, well, why not? I mean, at the end of the day, it's a soft market, so why not go back exactly. and say, do you want to go back on the market or can we just put this deal together and maybe issue a $1,000 or $2,000 credit? And I'm not one to, like, nickel and dime a listing or a seller, um, but if it's going to make my client a little bit happier about the acquisition, why not get it off the market and instead of waiting? A lot of people are, were in that fourth quarter market, right? So in this just came up during my most recent negotiations where – they're like, yo, we'll wait till first quarter because we understand market is going to sustain itself and it's going to get hotter. Um, 2018, and I don't negate that, right? We're not anticipating any corrections per se. But I do understand that there's three months of holding costs, right? So you've sure. got to pay utilities. In this case, the property was staged, so there's uh, costs associated with the staging. Property taxes. So you want to, you know, bring that into the negotiations, but then also be cognizant of the fact that, you know, you have to be realistic. Sure. You can't go and lowball someone and then make some additional demands with respect to the inspection. The
1: Yeah, I see that a lot. You know, people get to inspection and they think it's a time to renegotiate. It's not a time to renegotiate a deal. Be reasonable. Think about yourself as the seller. And I think somebody said it on the show a few weeks ago. They said, You're buying a house, not a brand new car. I think Nick actually said it. I'm sitting in Nick's seat, repeating what (laughs) Nick said. You're not buying a brand new car. There's going to be some issues with it. I just bought a house and issues pop up all the time. That's part of being a homeowner you do your best at inspection to come up with a long list of things and try to request reasonable requests and fix them. But think of your inspection report as a report card for your home and over time as a punch list of some things that you might have to fix yourself. So be reasonable. Don't ask for everything. Tim always says this in the office. Also, realtors and homeowners, we don't know the cost as attorneys of every single thing. So Sometimes Tim will come in and say, Mo, what does a sump pump cost? Somebody just asked us, how much would it cost to put in a sump pump? And I'm like, shoot, I don't know. I don't know what a sump pump costs. But sometimes we get those questions asked of us, and we can't tell you guys what price point to ask for, but we'll walk you through the inspection process and tell you what we think is reasonable.
0: And that's what you're supposed to do, right? And and I hate it when uh, realtors... And that's why when you said, you know, some realtors, once it goes under uh, under attorney review, they're like, okay, I'm done, hands it off to to the, to the attorney. I think that's when it's very important for realtors to stick around. That's when um, it's more important. Um, than more than just... importantly, correct. Because I know that some cases... You know, I've had attorneys really tell me like, okay, back off. Like this is something that I'm going to do from when I'm a listing agent. Um, the listing attorneys will say, you know, my clients have their own attorney. and I don't make a recommendation to use him. Um, they'll say, well, no, we handle this. We'll take care of it. And I tell my and and then they'll go and tell my clients that they're handling it. Mm. And I'm like, no, I'm going to talk to the other realtor and let them know that this is what we're discussing. I'm going to wrap it up with the with the realtor so that all you have to do is at some point, you know draft a, the contract or draft the addendum. But, you know, sometimes I do have to bring you in and have you negotiate that. And but. a lot
2: of times realtors can s- smooth over issues quicker than attorneys can. I have to call the other attorney's office, write him an email, wait for him to reach out to his client. Maybe they're not in the office. Maybe they're in court all day. Whereas realtors have quicker access to their clients and can get issues resolved sooner. And then uh, the attorneys, we can just formalize it in writing. So realtors really do play a crucial role after the contract. It's even more important than just scheduling showings and going to look at properties and negotiating the price. It's really helping smooth over the transaction and helping it cross the goal line to the closing table.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I tell everybody this, realtor to realtor is typically a less aggressive Type of communication than when attorney sends something to attorney, and then the client's attorney calls them and says, This was the letter that was sent. Because we have to do some things with a level of legal ease, and it comes off a little bit more aggressive than if. A realtor is just talking to a realtor. And sometimes, you know, we pride ourselves as attorneys on knowing that somebody wants to sell, somebody wants to buy. We will protect our clients as best we can, but everybody wants to get to a finish line. This is not litigation. When we're litigating, our level of aggressiveness dials up quite drastically. But I've called a handful of attorneys opposite of our transactions and said, hey, listen, so-and-so, why so aggressive? This is somebody wanting to sell, somebody wanting to buy. This is not litigation. Let's cool our jets and try to get people to a finish line. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes things happen. Stuff pops up at inspection. People can't get loans and deals die. It's our job collectively to get somebody who made a conscious decision to buy a house to the finish line as best we can. We don't need to argue the whole time. And attorneys by nature are taught to Argue, so it's easier for Carla to call somebody and get the deal done.
0: Debate, but yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: debate, argue, BS, whatever they do. I told you
0: guys my tactic: right? I speak really fast and I start going crazy, so they're like, "All right, Carla, just take it, stop it, just." It easy.
1: works. It works. <laughs> you, that one last deal, we keep talking about it. You you overwhelm them to death. I, I wish I was a fly on the wall, listening to you tell them that there was nothing Shut happening up. other than reducing oh, the terrible. price.
0: Tim, you well okay. I can't even say Tim because he's heard me go off on someone before. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's like common courtesy though when you're working with other agents, though to build rapport with them because sure. at the end of the day, we're Everybody, both working for someone, this, right? We want to reach terms that are agreeable to both parties. Exactly. Somebody like you said, Mo wants to sell. Somebody wants to buy, and it's just a matter. We take the emotion out of the transaction. Yeah, yeah right. and we that's take. That's what we'll our take, true role is.
2: We'll take the hits. We'll take the you know. We'll tell. will tell another client. Throw me under the bus. Blame it on me. It's okay. <laughs> they don't know me i'm not buying the house they're never going to see me you know so we're happy to take some fault or blame if needed if they want to request something that we think is a little unreasonable for example we'll say just blame it on us Same. blame it on tim not me <laughs> i don't know what he's talking about
0: You're like i don't, I don't need do any
2: hate mail coming my way blame tim i'm
0: sure they're all coming back to you yeah. when you
2: put some terms in an attorney review letter that may scare the other side and we just tell them listen Tell them that it's part of our letter, and if they have any questions, they can give us a call just to kind of take the the, pain, the the uncomfortableness, I guess, out of the scenario. Tim has a lot of fans, by the way. I'm watching the news, the Facebook feed
1: now. You have a lot of fans. People like your cardigan.
0: I can't. The ratings are
1: soaring because Tim is on the show. <laughs> Tim is a fantastic attorney to work with. Thank you. It's a lot of love. I'm We I'm reading love this Tim. Thing.
0: We love Tim. Tim, let me ask you a question. One of our five questions that we got here prior to starting the show, one of them is like, what is the fair amount of uh, money to ask for credits for repairs?
2: It really depends on. Well, first, the first thing you should always do is check with your lender because they typically have. Uh, ceilings or levels which you cannot exceed as far as receiving a credit three percent six percent two and a half percent whatever that may be it really depends on the specific work that needs to be done and you're never going to get typically you're not going to receive the full amount that say you need a thousand dollars to redo the to repaint the home for example you know don't be unrealistic and ask for fifteen hundred dollars to get a thousand dollars. Depending on what you're looking for, find a couple estimates, get a couple estimates, whether that be online or through professionals, and then ask for a reasonable amount. And keep in mind that you're the buyer who's claiming that there may or may not be an issue with the property, but there's somebody who's living in that home at the same time. So while you may not like the paint color, it shouldn't be a deal breaker, for example. And, and most people, when you
1: ask for a credit, are probably going to counter that credit. So be like Tim said, be reasonable. So if you want to get to $2,000, bucks, do not ask for $6,000. But know that if you ask for two, the seller still thinks this is a negotiation. So they're going to come back and ask for a little bit less than that or offer a little bit less than that. And you'll somewhere fall in between. But again, I think it depends on the property. And like Tim said, what the magnitude of the problem is. We just, I just saw an inspection report, the one we saw this morning, and it's a rehab property and it needs a whole new roof. And I looked at the photos and it needs a roof. Um, but the price has been negotiated to a really, really, really low price and it's a great deal for the properties. If it wasn't a great deal, I would probably tell our clients, maybe give them the whole roof. But in this situation, the buyer's side negotiated such a good deal that maybe our side's not going to be okay doing the whole roof.
0: Right, it makes sense, and of course, again, that's when we go back to saying realtors don't hand off, uh, you know, your yeah. assignment or your job to an attorney because we've negotiated that deal. So, like you said, if the value is reflect- reflected in the purchase or the the acquisition cost, then let's not go back and lose the deal because you want to you want a ten thousand dollar or you know eight thousand dollar repair credit for that tear off. Sure, <laughs> or
2: don't offer a price expecting to re- get some of it back add inspection cuz it may not happen. Correct. You know, you offer full asking price, sure, that's wonderful. And maybe you have a little bit of leverage, for example, but if the property's been on the while on the market, excuse me, for a few months and then it goes under contract, you already have a anxious seller, so to speak, who's been carrying over some carrying costs, so you may not be able to squeeze as much of a credit out of them as would be necessary to complete all the repairs. So it's kind it's necessarily a give and take. We also are not at the inspection. So
1: what people don't realize is us attorneys, we did not come to the inspection. A lot of times the realtor's there. So we see a report and we see photos. A
0: lot of times I think you should be almost mandatory for realtors. I agree you know to be there and sometimes you know realtors are like okay once we're under contract again i'm gonna fly off so let me go ahead and give you a piece of advice if you're selling or buying real estate i would almost demand that my um you know my realtor is present because we can see you know the items that are going to be coming up in the inspection and when we have that conference call which with tim i like to once we're under contract i'll host the inspection i'll schedule the inspection right away um and then we'll host a conference call so that we can all walk him through what we found. And if there's something that wasn't added in the inspection report, I'm going to say, hey, can you please also add this because of the cer- because of these reasons? Oh,
2: sure. I'll go, all, sorry,
1: go ahead. I'll, I'll go a step further. So a lot of realtors will show up to even their buyer side's inspection, but not their seller side. I think somebody should be there on the seller side too. Oh, of course. Because sometimes your home seller – doesn't think there's things wrong with the house. But when I'm there, I can I can take a look at the inspection happening in real time, find out what's reasonable and what's not, and give that back to my, give that information back to my seller. I can say, hey, seller, I did see that problem with my own eyes. Or I can say, the inspector wrote that in the inspection report and it's there, but it was not a big deal. So I think on both sides, I think, Carla, you're right. Realtors, you should be attending your buy inspections and your sale inspections, or somebody, if you're on a team, somebody from your team should be there because somebody needs to be the eyes and ears for your client.
2: And while the realtor is actually at the inspection, it gives them an opportunity to get ahead of the ball and to let the other agent know, hey, we did our inspection report. This is what's going to come up with it. We need, for example, we need to have a professional plumber come out to the property. I'm going to try and schedule that for next week, for example, or inspection was good. We have nothing to worry about because Realtors can get in contact with the other realtor or with their clients. Sometimes they can do it sooner than an attorney can. You may not get the report, the written report for 24 hours, but when you walk out of the inspection, you already know what is going to come up on their report, so you can get ahead of the ball with that. Our favorite
1: thing is when the realtors give us a call and say, hey, this popped up we asked for $2,000, I talked to the other agent, the other side is okay, just send the letter referencing what we want, knowing that that's gonna come back accepted. Because once the inspection's done, you move on to the next step. Usually the lender's not ordering the appraisal until you're through the inspection because the appraisal has a cost with it. And what you want to do is start moving the file towards a close. So you finish the inspection. As soon as you guys can agree on that, typically the lender, if it's not a cash deal, is going to be ordering an appraisal and you can move on to that next step in the process. So teamwork, like we all said, is is the key to the game here
0: love it. Always rely on somebody that's going to be present and going to be attentive and knows, you know, how to, de- how to negotiate these and deals. And who's a
2: problem solver. And
0: I love that you say who's going to get it to closing, right? Mm-hmm. Who's a problem solver. Anyway, we do have another question. It's about timing. And we're talking about when do we take care of this. I think my computer is going to explode. Is this going <laughs> off? <on? laughs> do you hear that? It's like ridiculous. I need a new computer. Somebody afford me a new computer. Anyway, <laughs> Nick's not here, so I can't ask him for cash. Anyway, um, yeah, me sitting
1: here doesn't mean I, I get asked for cash. <laughs> hey,
0: uh, Mo, yeah. can a girl get a new computer? Um, question: Timing with respect to attorney review period—is that oh? Can you extend it?
2: Yes, all you—you you just have to put it in writing and request an extension before it expires. It doesn't mean that the other side is going to agree I was to your say, request. What makes
0: you think that, as a listing I would be like no, you shouldn't got your together and you should have done that in? Correct. Right away. However,
2: the seller does want to sell the home, so typically this will happen in the. Summertime, when it's the busy season, inspectors, you know, you can go under contract on Monday, and the inspector may not be available until the following Tuesday. Well, your attorney review and inspection period has already run by then. So you send a quick letter requesting an extension, you let them know why you need the extension. 99 out of 100 times they're going to agree to it.
1: You got to be reasonable. So if you're making a reasonable effort to get your inspection done, an attorney review letter out, and you ask for a couple extra days, most people won't kick and scream. But if you're just not scheduling the inspection, if you're not getting letters out, if you just don't care, then I could see a seller saying, no, I'm not going to extend it. But most of the time, if you're making a good faith effort to move the file along, mm-hmm. and like Tim said in the summer, inspectors are busy. All of us like working with inspectors we've worked with before because we trust them we know they're going to do a good job and those good inspectors they get real busy so sometimes it takes six seven days to schedule those guys out
0: yeah i mean i have inspectors where i would say hey you know if I was buying this property, would you? what would you recommend that I do? Or, hey, Ed, do you think that I should go ahead and buy this property? Do you feel that, you know, based on the purchase price, but what you're seeing, I mean, is this way too much work for my clients? I and love that. And sometimes they're, that's... you know, right in front of my clients, and I'll, I'll just be scared for them because my clients are really super excited about this home. And they're like, oh, we'll get it done, we'll get it done. But I'm like... Um, I don't know. Let me ask Ed. Like, do you, would you buy it? Would you recommend that they move forward with the purchase?
2: And that's what's another thing that's important with a buyer is to you know use the rec- don't flat out use all of them, but you know follow the recommendations that your realtor provides you with because if they've worked with this inspector in the past, they can give them a call and say, hey, what do you think about this sump pump? Or is this actually going to be a big issue or not? And so just trust the process and trust the people that you're working with. I, I love that because. Like the inspector I always use, I'm going to give him a shout out, Ryan
1: Foley, he's the man. The man. I talk to him all the time at the inspection and say, Ryan, is this a big, big deal? What would you do if this was your house? And he will give you feedback there and say, you know, if this was my house, you know, I'd be okay with it or I wouldn't. So he gets good feedback. Um and I think that's important. And like Tim said, your realtor probably knows the right people to work with that are not gonna goof the process up. So listen to your realtor. They've worked with these people in the past. They know they're gonna do a good job. They wanna protect your interest.
0: Right. And once you transact and have sold a certain volume, I'm very fortunate that, you know, I have sold some homes, right? A lot of homes. <laughs> but you build relationship with partners, and it becomes a team effort. Because I know that I have my go-to attorney, because I know you're going to be responsive. And if you're not, you know, unfortunately, I would have to fire you. And I'm so fortunate to say that with Tim, like, oh my God, I love him because he makes my job so much easier.
1: We I'm- definitely don't want Carla mad at us. No, <laughs> no, we we are very certain Carla's not.
0: You kidding me? There's no way.
1: They're nitro questioning. There's no
0: way. Can you do it?
1: You want me to do a nitro question? Yeah. (laughs) You know, so. You know, I was gonna ask him
0: conversation because he's so annoying. He thinks he's the coolest person on earth, and he's not. And he said, "Well, I hope you do well in that nitro question." I'm like, Oh
1: wait, he's calling us out, thinking we're not gonna do well in the nitro question. Well, we got something for you, Mr. Nick. We got a cool. (laughs) it's not even going to be so much of as a question okay. about a rant because he always, I what's the most embarrassing thing here, I know,
0: because you don't understand how competitive Nick and I are. And I think right now you're totally carrying me.
1: So the whole like, Oh, what's your most embarrassing, embarrassing, embarrassing situation. He does that every time. So I'm going to ask Tim about his snow pants because I know people <laughs> no. want to know what's up with Tim really? snow pants. There's his nickname thing? is Mr. Snowpants. So Tim, you don't have to answer it now. We're going to come back to it in a little bit, but well, you have got to tell Bear, you
0: have the inside scoop on Tim.
1: <laughs> I do a little bit, okay. just a bit. <laughs> So Tim, you're gonna have to tell everybody about why we but call he's you not Mr. Snowpants. He,
0: he kind of owns this answer. <laughs> he
1: has to own it at this point. I have
2: point. no issue with it at all. <laughs> okay. I love. my Should we snow have pants. him
1: answer Snowpants now, now, or leave him in suspense? To, like, let's leave our. All uh, right, in, we're leaving, leaving you guys in suspense.
0: In suspense. <laughs> in suspense, so we know later. But yeah, I guess you're supposed to think about that answer and give it to <laughs> us later. <laughs>
1: give us a funny Snowpants story.
0: Gosh. especially with the upcoming weather. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just getting wait. You
0: rather, getting you rather. I'm.
1: I'm gonna buy him a bunch. Of fun colored snow pants and see if he wears them this I'll year. Every pair.
0: I sense the you know bra love here. What's it called? Bro-mance. Romance. <laughs> we got a. Bro- we
1: have a big bromance We do. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I'm trying to give somebody access codes here and like multitask. But...
1: you are the best multitasker because if you guys can see her switchboard, it's frightening. <laughs> I sat impressive. there. Impressive. Like... By the way, and Nick's going to be mad at me for saying this. I sat in both of your seats. He's got like four buttons. You have like four hundred buttons.
0: Carlamina's the boss. Say it. I, ca- I can't like. <laughs>
1: I can't mess this up, but I could definitely mess up sitting over Actually, there.
0: Actually, I have great support with WGN being amazing The you know behind me. There's the great team, and I have Craig in the studio in there that's telling me what to do here. So all I have to do is kind of push buttons, and of course DZ just gets off his chair and comes and helps me all the time.
1: Nick like, is listening right now, having a heart attack that he can't respond to us and make fun <laughs> of us for teasing him. He's so upset.
0: Whatever, you should be very proud that as your M.A.S. squad, pros and friends and family that we're able to carry the show without you so you're welcome
1: i saw him join so if he's joined he's, no he's gonna no. comment Are soon i think let's yeah he joined
0: that. all right let's go back to the timeline and of course trying to elevate your real estate iq with respects to attorney and legal questions when transacting buying or selling that's what we're here to do Obviously, if you ever want to get a hold of us, you can email us at info at com. If you have any topics you'd like us to discuss on our show, please, please, please email us. And obviously, if you want to get a hold of Nick and I, you can always, again, email us at info at com. We are live every Thursday at 2 o'clock. And you can find us on Instagram, Facebook Live, and YouTube Live. So there's no way you can't find us or get a hold of us. Today we are talking about legal questions with Tim. Tim, going off, you know, my line here, my timeline here. What are some of the bigger, you know, like aha moments you've had in a transaction that you'd want to share with our audience or something that they should be aware when transacting or buying or selling?
2: An aha moment, it's what's really important is to make sure that you that as a buyer or even as a seller cuz sometimes sellers are more nervous than a buyer in a transaction. It's really to just trust the team that you're working with and to understand that they really are there to do the best job for you. What I, I used to get, you know, a little personal confession. I used to get a little frustrated with smaller questions. Oh, they're missing the window screens. The ceiling fan doesn't work. And then my awesome wife, shout out Vic, told me one day, she's like, you know, you need to relax because the buyers, they don't know these things. And that was kind of the, aha moment of, yeah, I deal with this every day. However, this could be the first time the seller selling a home and he just doesn't understand the process or the buyer. This is the first time they're buying the home. And to me, what may seem like a silly question is actually not a silly question because the buyer just, they just do not understand some of the process that's involved with purchasing a home or a condo or selling. And so it that was kind of my aha moment, which I guess made me a little friendlier in my unfriendly days. Oh, he was never sense. all that unfriendly to anybody. <laughs> Sometimes he'd
1: get off a phone and be like, I don't know how much a window screen costs, Mo. I just, <laughs> I don't know. Somebody's asking me, but I don't know how big the window is. But he's right. We see this all day long. And even you, Carla, as a realtor, you're doing this all day long. So we're very comfortable we take it with the grant, process. Yeah. We take it for granted. And the process has... The process of becoming a home buyer has become a little bit longer because the processes went from 20 to 30-day closings to 45 to 60-day closings. Thank you, Trid. You're, yeah, thank you, Trid. Lenders are asking for more documents. But it's it's simple to buy a home. It's just a lot of steps. But the, it's simple to us. Mm-hmm. These people, it's brand new to them. And it's not even just a first-time home buyer. Somebody who bought in 2004, 5, 6, where the process was easy, you had a pulse and a good credit score and you got a home, it's not like that anymore. So you somebody would call and be like, how much money do you make? I make $150,000. Cool. They didn't check anything, just gave you a loan based off of your promise that you make $150,000. That's completely Mm -hmm. changed. So we see it a lot where it's a, a buyer or a seller who bought 10 years ago and they remember that easy process and they're like, what the heck? I shouldn't have to do all of these things. And we have to know that they don't get this. They haven't done it for 10 years. We're doing it every day 10 times.
0: Right. I love it. And it takes our family members to like slow us down, right? Because I was working with my brother <laughs> and that was the worst case. I'm like, how many times do I have to explain this to you, right? And he's like, well, you do it all the time. I need to know because I forgot. Like, So what does that mean? So it does get complicated and we take it for granted because obviously we do this all the time. So it only makes sense. But Uh, Going back to that timeline and extending attorney Mm -hmm. review period, with that recent transaction we had in Oak Park with Nax and Steven, um, we obviously had to get our own um, reports, right, because the sellers were going to get their own uh, reports for the – they didn't realize that the the garage needed tuck pointing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, major tuck pointing. So, of course, you know, we were like, okay, do we rebuild a new garage? And, of course, that's upgrading versus we just repair, right? We're not going to ask them to rebuild something if the structure is there, Unfortunately, we have to ask for, for repairs, right? Sure. And that's what we did. We asked for a credit and we were very fortunate. Actually, this time around, um, Tim did negotiate the credit. I was like, wait, what? You got it done? Awesome. <laughs> you didn't call I them didn't... <laughs> and talk to them really fast to scare them before <laughs> Tim? I didn't have to go send the chihuahua muscle in there. Like Tim got it done. So I'm like, oh, thank you. You bump
1: and set it for us The spike.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's it. You teamwork. Set us up. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, let's go back to um, the timeline again when after we're done with the attorney review period um you know we go into the title search and all that jazz what are the expectations during that process
2: as a buyer once you close the attorney review and inspection period which means you've made your requests during the attorney review period as well as your inspection requests or a credit request once all of that is agreed upon that's when the attorney review period and inspection period closes Typically, there is a second installment of earnest money due, and then from there until the closing, the transaction as a buyer is almost primarily driven by the lender, and our job as the attorney is to assist the lender with providing them with a copy of the title commitment, the invoice, as well as, most importantly, calendaring the mortgage contingency deadline and sending out any inspect or any requests to extend that mortgage contingency period if it's needed. If you're representing a seller, it's a little bit different because after you close the attorney review period then you have your title exam search you get your title commitment and you have to work on clearing the title whether there's any liens on the property or if there is a mortgage you have to acquire a mortgage payoff letter if it's a condo you get to, you have to deal with the HOA and the management company acquire 22.1 disclosure condo decks and this whole time Man, we're like why look do we, at we, how hire much an we do <laughs> you hear that all you people
1: who think you can do it on your own without us attorneys did you hear all of well, that you stuff
0: you must use an attorney in Illinois you, like, I mean or wait can, do we
1: have to you don't really ever have to nobody's forced to use an attorney but you're nuts not to but yeah. always right. use an attorney even yeah. if it's not us
0: <laughs> always use us come on Tim give always a use credit. a
1: real estate attorney real like estate I said attorney. don't go hire a I'm knocking on divorce attorneys some of them do real <laughs> estate law but if somebody is doing personal injury and no real estate don't hire that person hire a real estate attorney we are not that expensive in the grand scheme of an entire,
0: well, just think how process. complicated a transaction can get. Though, what happens when there are city violations um, on that property, and we weren't aware of it? The listing agent didn't know anything about it, and now we're stuck with this property under contract. We've invested the money mm-hmm. on the, um, you know, inspection. So that's what three to five hundred bucks per se. Plus and the then, appraisal, right? And then you invested the money on the appraisal, and all of a sudden you are like, "Holy cow! Are you kidding me?"
1: We're the least expensive part of the process, really. I mean, ins- I think
0: realtors are though.
1: <laughs> well to a buyer, yes. <laughs> to a buyer realtors are free. To the sellers, our not, service not so is much.
0: invaluable. Are you kidding it me? It is.
1: No. First of all, do not buy a, a home without using like a realtor. Less. Realtors are free to home buyers. And at some home buyers, first time home buyers, don't know this. I've had a lot of home buyers call me and say, Hey, I'm going from renting to home buying. How much do I owe you to take me out to look? And I'm like, I'm free. The seller pays the Buyers Realtors Commission, so we're free, you should definitely use a Realtor, use an attorney, and sellers too. Even though you pay your Realtor, one out of 10 for sale by owners sell their home, nine out of 10 fail. Look
0: at him spitting all these stats. Like you can tell he's a managing broker, fail. right? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm here to sell your home. But let's go back fail. to the, uh, the, uh, the inspection when it comes to violations on city violations on these properties. What do we do?
2: It, well, it depends on the severity of the violation as well. If it's something, for example, that you have an illegal garden unit, it has to be you know, be seven foot ceilings, means of egress and ingress. If If it's something along those lines, you can't, typically on a two flat, for example, raise the ceilings. So then, or you may, buyer may want to terminate the contract if it's a really big violation. If it's something along the lines of redo the porch for example that's something that for your buyer your buyer will tell you I'm interested in the property but I don't have the money to do another porch we can ask the seller place some money in escrow when the weather gets when the weather improves then we'll use those funds to build the porch anything extra will come out of pocket anything left over will return to you as the seller building violations could be deal breakers though, especially if they show up on the title and the title company is going to want those waived in order to issue you clear title. Lenders don't want to see it. So lenders don't want to see a, if you're buying cash, you can get away with it.
1: But a lender does not want to see a city violation against title because they're giving you a loan subject to the home being in good condition and not having these issues. But like Tim said, A lot of them can be resolved with money being put away for escrow. But if the severity is huge and it just can't get fixed, then your buyer has to realize – I'm taking this home subject to this, if my lender allows me to do that.
0: I love that you said that because a lot of people get overwhelmed, right? A lot of buyers are like, "Well, we're going to fix it." That's why we're getting such a good deal. In the case of a short sale or foreclosure, where you're getting an outstanding deal because the property is in distressed condition and, in fact, has city violations. And sometimes these may be minor things like the gate, you know, or no. the grass is is overgrown, too, too high, or I don't know what we've had, missing
2: like, a handrail, missing a no handrail, things the like that. Company. Yeah,
0: and then a lot of the buyers are like, why am I going to start enhancing someone else's home before it becomes mine? More importantly, before I get it clear to close and my mm-hmm. my loan is finally approved. So I do understand that a lot of lenders will allow it to go where you sign an addendum, correct him, where um, you take it subject to doing correct. the repairs. And sometimes how much time are you allotted to do that post-closing?
2: Yeah, it would depend on the lender. It would also depend on the work. If, If, for example, you sign one of those addendums now and you needed a new porch— Depending on the weather, they may not be able to do it to do it typically you 'll have anywhere from thirty to ninety days and then you can always request an extension and essentially tell them show them the progress that you 've made or simply point outside, show them the snow, and tell them you can 't build a the porch until the weather improves. Unless you have snow pants like Tim.
1: So <laughs> I think we have to.
2: Time is getting there.
0: Look so, at you, look I love it. Look at that. Oh, man. Keep bumping
1: set that. For Nick, me. <laughs> you should
0: take more time off. I think Mo has is covered.
2: So, Snow Pants Timmy. Tell us why we call you Snow Pants Timmy. So, we live <laughs> in Chicago and it's pretty cold out here. And we have to wear these thin little suit pants all the time. And one day I was walking through a store and I saw these pants and it was just like, holy hell, I can wear these over my dress pants at work and not freeze. <laughs> and they're nice, they're thick. So
0: comfort over look.
2: Oh, all day, mean, like day. You're an
0: attorney. You have to be in a suit all the time. Yes and no. I mean can I so, call him out He's so cute He walks around with One of these like Diego bat book bags <laughs> Yep, Yeah he does too,
1: he, is he is yes. all comfort Yes Like I'm uncomfortable I can barely fit in this thing My button doesn't button But I wear it Because it looks good Tim is like I'm wearing snow pants To the office And oh, he goes yeah. to closings In snow pants and You know what Tim if, if you keep working time. As
0: hard as you work And you're doing your <laughs> The way you're supposed to, I don't care what you wear This man is amazing And he I is. know I keep saying that And I'm super excited Because when Mo, I was like Hey Mo who are we bringing on the show next week, when you know you're coming on, he's like Tim. I'm like, shut up! That's amazing. I loved Tim. <laughs>
2: you know, and he, I want to just give a quick. I appreciate. I really do appreciate all the kind words. But really, the culture is set from the top with Mo on the Aww. way down, all the way okay, down I'm to us. It now. Like, But it, it's the truth. <laughs> <Like if laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's you all teamwork. him
0: blush? Are you serious? Look at this oh tan
1: guy <laughs> blushing. Ta- I never knew I could blush. But <laughs> not only that, you, are Tim. you in
0: tears? Look at those pretty eyes. I'm not allowed to talk about your pretty eyes anymore. I get in trouble. All the women are like, what? What is she talking about, your pretty eyes?
1: Well, you're making me blush, Timmy. Thank you. No, I'm very lucky to have Tim. He works really hard. I think we both see eye to eye on transactions and how we transact business. We just know, like we said the whole time, and you too, Carla, this is the biggest purchase of someone's life. We're going to make sure we treat it that way, whether it's a real estate closing, um, If it's it's litigation, even you know it's a whatever we do for our clients, it is a high stress situation to hire an attorney. We want to bring that stress level way down, and we both feel that way about our clients, and that's why we work the way we do.
0: And you know what? I do want to add another part of this is the fact that you are a litigation attorney. And mm-hmm. as much as you guys don't want to talk to, about this, but it is comfortable knowing that even after you conclude and make a purchase and close on a sale, that we can call you and say, listen, so I bought a flip, right? And now the basement has flooded. Like, what are my options? What do I do? And I know you guys did Ten to a
1: week about- we get. <laughs> we get so many of these a week. But no, it's but true. But people feel comfortable because yes. you're
0: not just a real estate attorney, but at least you know how to litigate post, you know, what happened happens. It's the biggest purchase of our lives. Sure. And we've been renting forever. And typically when something breaks, I call my landlord. Now it's on me. It, but I paid all this money for this property because it was turnkey. Like, what do I do now? It's flooding. So
1: it, some of this stuff happens. You know, you're going to buy a house and problems you couldn't find at inspection get uncovered because an inspector can't tear holes in the wall and figure everything out. So it happens. But there's been situations where we've had clients where we found out the seller purposely did some things Mm -hmm. to hide some real big problems. And because we do litigate, we know which counts in a complaint we're going to sue for. Our demand letter goes out and the other attorney realizes they know what they're talking about with litigation. So it gets them to communicate with us, whereas sometimes people don't litigate and just you know don't know how to do that. It's not to say that somebody who doesn't litigate is a bad real estate attorney. There's incredible real estate attorneys that just don't litigate because it's not part of their business structure. And they'll typically refer out to a litigation attorney. But um, we do litigate. But we like closings better.
0: It's comforting. Much it's better. good to know that because a lot of people just, you know, your attorney falls out and you're like, what do we do? I don't even know if I can call the attorney back. But, you know, with you guys, I feel comfortable knowing that I can't and then you're going to have answers for me.
2: We're in court. I was at four hearings today. He rushed over here for the court hearing, actually. I love it. Thank Closing you. Closing, four court, court hearings here. here.
0: Every day, you're like, you have tw- 10 to 20 closings. I'm like, <laughs> how do you guys do it? It's insane.
2: We work off our phone. We work hard. We work fast and just. And that's, teamwork. Teamwork. and that's the
0: truth, though, because with it's many, you know, a lot of people have volume, right? Let's mm-hmm. make that distinction. And then there's boutique, you know, who just manage a couple of deals here and there. But you guys are balancing a lot of realtors. And I always feel like I'm the only transaction. I've never once felt like, OK, why hasn't he returned my call? Or why hasn't this happened? Like, you're on it. Like, if I need an addendum, this guy, it's like, seriously, OK, within an hour, he's sending it. Or, hey, Tim, I forgot something. Can you get this done? And I appreciate that, though, because real Real estate is so complicated. It gets so demanding, so complicated really fast, and something can just go you know, bad in a second.
1: Everybody's deal is the most important deal to them, and everybody's home purchase or sale is the most important to them. And we we talk about that all the time. We say to this realtor, this is the most important deal they're working on, and we have tons of those at one time. But we want to be responsive knowing that for the realtor, this is their most important deal in that
2: moment. And we also, you know, we try to encourage the realtors to, even if you're not using our firm to represent your buyer or your seller, if you have a question about another deal that you're working on, you know, we can't necessarily point you in the right, we can try to point you in the right direction on that deal if you have a question, something that you don't understand, feel free to reach out to us. We can't write a letter on your behalf, we can't make a call, but we can explain something to you even if we're not on the transaction itself.
0: Right. So we, and, and I know that you're being humble when you say that, but even sometimes when my clients um, decide that they're going to use another uh, attorney, I'm kind of bummed, right? Because as a realtor, you're supposed to give like three options, make recommendations. Sure. But then when they don't, you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to work with someone else, I'm like, oh, I'm really bummed because I can't reach out. Like, I almost want to call him on all my deals and be like, wait, I'm working with another attorney on this, but can you help me? Mm-hmm. It makes for the transaction so much easier. And oh, we're happy to
2: explain things. You know, we can't get into specifics, of course. We can't tell you what someone's thinking or what the next move makes. Be, but we're happy to explain. You know, we had a client. I have a friend of mine who's a realtor, and his, one of his family members was going under contract. The family member wanted to use the attorney that they were used. I don't even know the gentleman's name or the woman's name, excuse me. And he's called me, and he's like, you know, my client can't call his attorney because it's after five p.m. Can you help me out with something? And so. I helped find an addendum for him on the car website, sent it over to him, and then by the next morning that attorney who didn't answer the phone at five PM had a fully executed addendum that they needed.
0: Love it. You see that Mo? He was so afraid to come on the show. He texted me amazing. at seven AM this morning, like, Where am I supposed to go? What am I <laughs> supposed to he was freaking out. And now we're we're all we're concluding our show and he's he's still going at it. I told you to do great.
1: He, I told him to. He, he called did, me he on did. the way over here. He's like, <laughs> Mo, what's this radio? Wait, minute? notice
0: he was really silent at 7 this morning, right? Where were you, today? I was in traffic. So, No, not you. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I was
1: very hungover because of Casino Royale this morning. <laughs> Tim, uh, somebody said, Mr. Rogers sweater game strong. <laughs> oh, that's so good.
0: That's a mean. Oh, uh,
1: Barry, thank you. That's amazing. We're oh, going to call oh, him that in the office Hi, Barry. now, Mr. Rogers. <laughs>
0: So anyway, gentlemen, why don't we go ahead and uh, go around, since you're both our attorneys in the studio, give our audience a last piece of advice, Uh, one takeaway.
1: You want me to go first? Go ahead. Okay. My one piece of advice is relax during the process. Trust everybody you're working with. Your attorney's got your best interest. Your realtor's got your best interest. So does your loan officer. Your loan officer, when they're asking for stuff, they need it. If they didn't need it... I promise you they're not going to ask for a million documents they don't need. They need it. So trust everybody. We will get you to the finish line, hopefully um, without a bumpy ride. And if it's a little bit bumpy, let us handle that and take the bumps like Tim said before, not you.
0: Just trust that we'll get you there. I like that you said that. And shout out to Graco Funes because we just had another transaction, the same file. And she's going to hate me for saying this, but you know they requested for updated Uh, pay stops. And she's like, well, I get direct deposit. Why do I have to do that? And I've already given you this stuff. And he's like, well, because until the day of closing, the lender is going to request to to verify that you're still employed, that you're still making the amount of money that you said you were in your application. So until the day of closing, they're still pulling this information. So, you know, again, I love that you said that trust your your party. Trust your team because we're only, we're not trying to make this complicated. Trust me. (laughs) You know, it's just part of the process.
2: If we could take less documents from you, we would. (laughs) Yes. And that was going to be my piece of advice would have been, you know, not trying to cop out or anything, but it really would have been to just trust that everybody really does have your best interests at heart. They do want to see you get the home that you want to move into and raise your family with, or they do want to help you sell the home so you can take the proceeds and Retire to Hawaii or you know, pay any bills that you may have. Another pretty important piece of advice, whether it's our firm or any firm, hire an attorney, a real estate attorney. They're worth every dollar that you pay them, and they'll make everything much smoother for you. They really do have your best interests at heart.
0: Having said that, why don't we call? How do we get a hold of you so we can call you and hire you? You
2: can give me a call on my cell phone, which is.
0: What? He's giving out his cell phone. 708
2: 692 9047. We also have an office line that's 312 224 1719.
0: Great information. Of course, this is a one-hour segment, so we can't go through all the questions and answers that you know you may have at this time. But again, you can email us at info at marketoverdrive.com. It's been a pleasure sharing the studio with you guys today. I do miss, you know, Nick. I'm, I'm just I miss say Nick
1: it. too, Nick. We miss you.
0: But it wasn't such a boring show without him. No, right? no, no. The show was that, good. You know, He's, you know, the funny guy, the fun guy, whatever. We do we we're need that. funny. We're funny. We were funny. <laughs> anyway, thank you for hanging out with us again and again. If you like the information that we covered here, please share our, our podcast and/or, you know, share our videos with your friends and family. I know that everybody's tuning in for Tim today, so there's no Carla Mina Love.
1: Nobody for Mo no either. For it's Mo. all Tim. Yeah, we're
0: not talking about Mo's pretty eyes today. We're just talking about Tim. Shout out to your wife. I saw thank that you. picture. So beautiful. You guys are such a cute couple. Thank you. Again, if you want to get a hold of us, we are at info at marketoverdrive.com dot uh, com at info at info at marketoverdrive.com and of course every Thursday at 2 o'clock you can find us here live except next Thursday, and except next Thursday right for the holidays Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Thanksgiving
2: already don't
1: come over I'm not cooking any more turkeys
0: friends, I've cooked friends three friends somehow we're so hosting
2: this I don't know how it happened are you cooking I, we're hosting people over I don't know about the cooking <laughs> necessarily <luck>. I'm cooking <laughs>
0: Anyway, I'm going to wrap. Are you gonna, can you wrap up the show?
2: Yeah. Thank you
1: for uh, tuning in to Market Overdrive. Um, we appreciate you guys <laughs> watching and listening to us. Uh, sorry, you guys missed Nick. Nick, I'll <laughs> see you in like two, three weeks, I think. Um, but thanks for listening. And like Carlos said, you can find us on everywhere on social media um, or on YouTube.
0: We're the original vloggers. That's what we, we are. We are. You guys are. <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Ciao.
1: Thanks. Thank you, everyone.